Hey CEO, I have an important question for you today. Are you running your business or is your business running you? If it's time to get your business in order so you can fully step into your role as a confident, in-control CEO, then I want to invite you to this advanced training series that I'm hosting live on May 20th through May 24th. We're calling it the 90 Day CEO Sustainable Success Series. And over these four days, we're gonna break down our research-backed, client-proven process to help you sustainably scale your business without hustling, without overworking, and without burnout. If you've been winging it in your business, hoping that you'll eventually get caught up and telling everyone in your life that when things calm down, you'll be a real functioning human again, this series is especially for you so that you can reclaim your life as you scale up your business. All you have to do is head over to theceocollective.com slash success and sign up. We can't wait to see you there. Hey there, welcome to Uncomplicate Your Business, a weekly podcast where I share how you can keep things simple and strategic to design a successful business and life on your terms. Today, we're talking with Katherine Middlebrooks about how she made her dream of taking her entire family on an RV road trip across the US a reality when she took her brand new business online. Check it out. Hey there, Rachel Cook here, business growth strategist and your host for the Uncomplicate Your Business podcast. Now, if this is the first episode you've ever listened to of the Uncomplicate Your Business podcast, one, I hope you absolutely love it. And two, I hope you listen in to the previous three episodes because I have been talking with some incredible women entrepreneurs about their entrepreneurial journey. And what makes this summer series different is we are not talking about the highlight reel. We're not talking about how they went from being bankrupt to being a millionaire seemingly overnight. We are talking about the real journey, the hard decisions, the sleepless nights, the frustrations when you want to just throw your laptop out the window, because this is the reality of being an entrepreneur. And I feel like so many entrepreneurs in those first few years would just hang in there and really figure it out for themselves if they knew that the hype that you hear, the highlight reel stories that are out there, those are the exception, not the rule. For every 100 entrepreneurs, there might be one who have that, you know, zero to six figures overnight or zero to seven figures in a year story. But for the vast majority of entrepreneurs, that's just not the case. It doesn't mean you did anything wrong. It means there is a lot that goes into being an entrepreneur. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some clarity. And it's going to take being willing to show up even when it gets hard. So today, we are wrapping up this entire interview series talking to Katherine Middlebrooks of BRB Yoga. There are so many nuggets that she is about to share that I really hope you catch as we go through this conversation, but I'll share with you this. Catherine has absolutely blown me away, and what excites me is by the time this interview goes out, she and her family have sold their home, loaded into an RV, her husband quit his job, and they are now traveling with their two kids throughout the United States. How awesome is that? It totally inspired me. I told her, okay, you're making me want to go find an RV and take a road trip with my family. 
And how funny is it? How awesome is it that we started with Casey Berglund, who is actually taking a road trip herself across Canada teaching yoga of nutrition. And here's Catherine and her family on a road trip. So amazing. This is what entrepreneurship is all about to me is being able to have these incredible experiences, sharing what you love with the people that you love. Okay, I hope that piques your curiosity and gets you excited to listen in. Here we go. Hey there, everyone. Rach here and welcome back to this week's special episode of Uncomplicate Your Business. I'm so excited to be joined by today's guest, Catherine Middlebrooks of BRB Yoga, who has just been honestly inspiring me to create more adventure and more freedom in my life. And it's been so awesome to hear about her business journey and what they're up to these days. So Catherine, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Rachel. I'm so excited to be here. So to get started, can you, in a nutshell, tell everybody what is BRB Yoga? What is your business and what do you do? Yes, BRB Yoga is an online yoga studio that is dedicated to helping moms restore their core strength and find a little bit of calm in the craziness of motherhood. Love it. I so resonated when you joined our community because I was like, hello, you are like, I'm your ideal client. I'm exactly who you're trying to talk to. So it's so exciting for me to find people like you because I'm like, God, I wish that was around when I had just had my kids. Me too. <laughs> I, I want to start our conversation today about this journey of entrepreneurship with how did you get started? And we don't have to go back to like the very beginning of your entire life story, but specifically like what made you start thinking that you wanted to be an entrepreneur and that this was kind of the path you wanted to go on? Yeah. So it's funny because now at this point, it's like, how could I have not picked this idea right off the bat? But it really started and stemmed from um, when my first daughter was born about, uh, she's four and a half now. So four and a half years ago, and I was working full time and I had gone back to work and she was still very little. And I had always loved my job, but then with her and being away from her all day, I just started to feel like this really wasn't the life that I, I wanted to be on for the rest of my life. Like I, my husband had a job, I had a job, we were putting our kid in daycare, we were doing this crazy rush every night and it was like, okay, I see this as like the next 30 to 40 years of my life. Is this what I really want? And so my husband and I sat down and decided to be really intentional about our future and we, we, we had what we call a life summit and we talked about... We like separately went and, and talked, thought through what we wanted our life to look like in a couple of different areas, like where we would want to live, what we would want to be doing for our jobs, those sorts of things. And then we came back together and they aligned. Luckily, <laughs> we picked each other. Each win. <laughs> no, marriage like, win. This could have gone pretty badly, but it didn't. And it was, we were so aligned and everything on both of our sheets was all about freedom, freedom of location, freedom of um, choosing to pursue the, the business interests that, that were most exciting to us at the time, because we both kind of have these varied interests. And we just knew that the life we were living wasn't going to get us there. 
So we then at that point, my daughter was probably six months old, started the process of building a business. And it was a lot of fumbling at the beginning. We started a podcast uh, called Entrepreneurs in Training to like document it. I don't even think it's out there available anymore. I started like a mealtime meal planning blog, which was a disaster. And then eventually, as you know, I continued on this journey of motherhood and um, and working and trying to build a business, I had had a yoga practice for 15 years and I'd been a mm-hmm. teacher for almost 10 years and my own practice was struggling. And so then it was like this moment where I was like, why don't we just create an online yoga studio for moms who can't get to a studio or who are feeling stressed out but don't have a lot of time to devote to it? And so it was in that moment that BRB Yoga was born and and it was, um, it, at that point conceived of as just an online yoga studio yeah. membership site just for busy moms. It was a very simple concept. So that was kind of how we arrived there. How you arrived after yeah. a blog and a podcast <laughs> and a couple other random things. So your husband was right there alongside you this yeah. whole time. So were you working on all of these projects together or we, was it divide and conquer? Like he did this part of it and you did this part of it? So much of it was together. Our joint vision was always together. Like we, the thing that I think has been so crucial to our success is that we knew we had this joint vision and that we were always working toward it. He definitely was like more into the podcast. I was kind of taking the lead on that meal planning blog. Um, and we were trying to see like, will any of this catch on? And then when we shifted to the yoga idea, it was like, okay, this is a real viable idea. Mm-hmm. Let's really start to put m- all of our resources into this idea. So we let the other ideas go and really started um, putting all of our attention into that yoga, uh, <laughs> yoga idea. Although it's funny because my husband still is like, I know nothing about yoga. He doesn't do yoga. Like he's so not into that, but all the technical pieces of it and the filming and the, the video, and he has been hugely uh, influential in helping get that part up and running. I love that. And I love that it's bringing almost like your interest with his behind the scenes, you know, it's such a great partnership and you know this, but my husband Jameson's behind the scenes in very much the same way. Like he does not know a thing about business, but he can edit a podcast episode or he can edit the blog post or whatever. Um, and it's been great for us too, because it's twice the manpower, you know, and it really helps you get a lot accomplished when you're not sitting there stuck on like if I had to edit the podcast episode, I'd start to lose my mind. Yeah. So I'm glad I don't have to sit there dealing with that stuff at all. Yeah. I will say though, there are definitely, there were challenging periods. Like when I was pregnant with my second child and you know, you're pregnant so tired and like you have no energy and he just, he, the, the beauty about it too is that we always kind of balance each other out. Like if my enthusiasm wanes, his usually goes up and vice versa. But there were some times where he was like, we got to record this podcast. We got to do this. And all I wanted to do is like curl up into my pregnant nest in the corner and and not work on it. (laughs) I totally, totally get that. So when you guys were first getting started and you, you kind of had some starter ideas and then finally you landed on the idea of 
you know, yoga for busy moms, it being a virtual yoga studio, just for anybody who doesn't know what a virtual yoga studio means. Could you explain kind of what that would look like? Sure. Yeah. The, um, as it was originally conceived, it was a membership site. So people would sign up for a monthly fee and they would have access 24 seven access to online yoga videos. Um, the way there are lots of those sites out there and a lot of them have a lot of variety. Like you can choose the level, the body focus. Our site was very specifically designed to limit choices. So we didn't want you to be able to pick between eight different levels of a class. We wanted you to, because these were busy moms, we wanted them to come on and say, I have this much time and press the button and, and take their class. But that's it. And it's really simple form. It's just online yoga videos accessible nice. at any so time. So kind of like a Netflix for yoga. Like they can just log in, find what they want, boom, get their practice in, and then they're out. Yes. So what, did, what happened with that um, concept? Did your business change? How did it evolve <laughs> since you launched that idea? Tell me a little bit about that first step, that first concept, and how... Right things have gone since then. Right. So, um, yes, it's changed completely. In fact, there is actually like not even a relic of that membership site anymore. And that was just a year ago, basically. But there were a couple of challenges to that business model that we discovered pretty, pretty quickly off of that. Um, the first was that it was a very low price point, right? So yeah. it was like $9.99 for a month's worth of access, which is pretty much the standard for a lot of the online yoga sites. So I didn't feel really comfortable going much beyond that um, at the beginning. And that, mean, that meant that I would have to get so many people <laughs> to sign up on a given month to, to have any sort of decent revenue coming in. And especially when you're starting out and you don't have your marketing systems in place and kind of working for you, it was like, I mean, if you think about running ads or, or anything, it just, the, the amount of work it would take to actually make it a viable business was very daunting. The other challenge that I faced was that because it was specifically designed to limit choices and all I wanted people to think about was the time that they had, I was having a really hard time getting really clear on who my ideal client was. Because yes, it's a busy mom, but some busy moms want something that's really relaxing. Some want something that's like their workout in 20 minutes. And when I would go to film these videos, I didn't I didn't know who I was filming it for, basically. And I tried to go through the exercises of like completing my avatar and really thinking about who this woman was. And I could picture her, but then I knew that then my ability to like attract that one person was still going to be very challenging um, because it was like I, I just couldn't speak to her. I, I just yeah. didn't have a clear enough sense of her. And so for that reason, it felt like people would join and, and drop off really quickly because it wasn't quite meeting their needs. And I was getting, I was struggling to like show up and record the, the classes because I didn't feel good about them. So yeah. I totally get that because I think <laughs> You know, it's easy to think like, okay, my target audience is busy moms. But like you said, I'm the busy mom who I'm like, yoga is my nap time. <laughs> Give me my bolster and my blankie and like my eye pillows and that I want a restorative practice. And then there are, everybody's so different. So 
you had to niche down even more. So tell me about, you know, once you realize those two things, that the numbers didn't work (laughs) and you didn't have the right person quite yet. What happened after that? What was the process that got you to what you're doing these days? Right. So it was still really important to me to, to not have it be like huge amounts of choice. So one option could have been to, to really complicate the membership site and add in all sorts of different options that they mm-hmm. could do. And I didn't want to do that because that's what all the other yoga sites do. And as a busy mom myself using those sites, I would spend like 15 minutes picking a class and then my baby would wake up and I wouldn't have any time to actually do the class. So I like really didn't want to do that. So then the natural progression was like, okay, so how can we give, how can I create something for a specific person while still making it be a very easy customer experience? And that is where the idea of product bundles came from. And so these were sets of yoga classes all designed around a specific theme. So like a beginner bundle and a power Mm -hmm. bundle. And these were going to be yoga products where it just have a couple of classes, but it would be self-contained at a higher price point. And I could really say like, this is what you get out of this. And this is who this is for. So that was kind of the next step. And then as we were creating those bundles, I felt really strongly about offering a bundle that was specifically for women who had abdominal separation during their pregnancy and after their pregnancy or diastasis recti. Uh, Because the truth is that I also, I had a slight diastasis and when I returned back to yoga, Mm -hmm. without knowing it, I was doing more harm than good to my own body. So it took me a long time to figure out how to modify my yoga practice to make it safe for my postpartum body. And I knew that I wanted, if moms are my target audience, I want to make sure I'm giving them what they need. So I was going to make a bundle about that. And then I started to make the bundle and I was like, wait a second, (laughs) this is not a bundle. The bundles were also still a really low price point. They were probably like $59, $60. Mm -hmm. It was still the same issue. I'm going to have to get a lot of people. When I started into that diastasis, I said, no, this is a much bigger topic. I can't really cover this in just a couple yoga classes. It really is. It's a whole re-education of the way you move your body and the way you practice yoga and all of that. And so it's like, this needs to be bigger. And that is where the Heal Your Core with Yoga program came from, which is now the signature offering of BRB and really the main focus of the whole business at this point. That's awesome. So it went from being just a bundle of a couple little things to a full on course at actually walking people through a process to get to the point where they're no longer, you know, struggling with that lack of core strength. It's just right. so huge. And it's so funny. I, my, um, we just got back from visiting my sister-in-law who just had her first baby. My sister-in-law is a PhD in physical therapy. She did not know what diastasis recti is. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Doesn't that blow your mind? It does. And I had it with my twins, so I knew what it was. My OB told me, because she specializes in multiples, she was like, by the way, you have this a little bit. Right. I mean, which most everyone who has multiples does. Yeah. Absolutely. And so it's one of those things that it's like, either you know it, and but I find the, from talking to you, like so many people didn't know what it was. So I'd love to hear, because this is kind of a unique 
thing where maybe the general public doesn't know about it. I think a lot of new moms, at least I felt this way, like my whole focus was just, can I button my jeans again? (laughs) Can I just get in my clothes again? (laughs) And not necessarily about healing my core. Like that is almost a whole nother not even cross my mind, you right. know? So what, what was it like to start bringing this up? Well, what would, did that look like when you started these conversations and talking to real people? What'd that look like? Yeah. So that's a great question. So it was really interesting because we're in an interesting time, I think for this topic, because yeah. it's like awareness of it is growing. So like people have babies and are like, what's this diastasis thing? Like I've heard of it and I know a little, like I know maybe it's not good and I don't want to have it, but there's not a lot of good information out there. So the way, the way I started broaching the topic, like on my Facebook page and in my Facebook group was, was really just starting with kind of some education of core health, right? Like the first thing I think I remember the, when I, I had always, it's so funny because when we, first began BRB, I was like, I wonder if these should all be diastasis safe yoga. Like if that should be the site, but I so you had that little nudge, like little <laughs> voice saying, Hey, this, you should do this. I did, but I couldn't listen to it at that point. It was like too specific. I was like, there's no way. Um, but so as the bundles were being created and I was thinking about, okay, maybe this needs to be more. I, I remember posting one article in particular onto my Facebook page about how crunches you how you don't really want to do crunches after mm-hmm. you have a baby and it was like my little bitty facebook page at that point like blew up in conversation like all of these people like, people who what? had diastasis were like thank you for putting this information out there people who yeah. who had had a baby were like wow this is so interesting i didn't realize this and it was like oh, wow, like this is something that is really resonating with people. And then the questions obviously after that were like, so what do we do instead? Like, because that's the concern. I want to get my body back. Like I want to feel strong again. And I've been doing this stuff that now you're telling me is actually causing more damage than good. Because the reality is if you have just had a baby and you start doing crunches, you're probably just continuing to strain that connective tissue that connects Tonal muscles. So it was, I started really by just kind of testing it, throwing some information out there. And I was so <laughs> relieved by the way that people were reacting because it was like, okay, not only is this something that people are finding really interesting and relevant to them, but they also really feel like they need more education on it. And for me, it was really exciting too because. As a yoga instructor, I have always been an anatomy and alignment geek. Like that's the stuff mm-hmm. that I love. And it was interesting too, like in regular, when BRB was founded, I was just doing regular yoga videos. And there's a ton of people that can teach a good yoga class. There's not as many people who can really translate anatomy and alignment information in and the yeah. way that people absorb it well. And I know that that's something I'm good at. And so it was like, wow, not only is this interesting to them, but it's like I get to step into more of my expertise and the stuff that I love doing. Um, so that was, it was a really good sign when I started putting that information out there. And then I just was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to build it. I love that. And you know, what's interesting as you're talking is there's a couple little like breadcrumbs you're dropping here for everybody. First, when you landed on the BRB yoga, even though it wasn't exactly what it was going to become, 
you did have people showing up. You did have some people pay you. So you were like, okay, busy moms need yoga. We have validated it. We've made our first dollar. Now we just need to figure out how the business is going to work and exactly what the offering is. Then you started throwing it out there, like you said, and for you, it was putting out information on your Facebook and seeing the response. That was the validation. Like people are seeing this, they're asking questions, way different response than anything you had posted before. Totally. Yes. So that was like a huge sign. Okay. This is a direction we should go. Yeah. I also love, and this ties in the conversation I just had with Casey Berglund as well, that you, you mentioned, you know, at the very beginning of saying BRB yoga, you thought maybe this should be all videos for diastasis recti because I think we often have those thoughts. Like maybe we should do this. Right. The, it's like, you know, a divine intervention here saying, hey, this is where you should go. But then our logical brain takes over and says, no, no, that's too specific. Or no, no, not enough people are interested in that. Or no, no, let's go do something else. Um, but you had that intuitive hit earlier on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, six months into it, you realize, okay, I should have listened to that guy. <laughs> no, it's so true. It's so true. Although I wonder if I had tried to implement it at that point, what would have happened? Because it was like, in some way, I needed to kind of go through the journey to actually be able to execute on this idea in the way that I did, maybe. I don't know. No, I totally agree. I think sometimes you do have to have that intuitive hit and circle around it a couple times. Because if you would have gone through with the same business model, the membership site model, it would have been the same problem. Right. You know, the same, yeah. you, now you have the right, maybe the right problem you're solving for the right person, but you still need like thousands of those right people every single month in order to generate not just like a beans and rice existence, Right. you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so what has happened? Tell me about how you, you created the course. What does it look like since you've created the course? How many times have you run it? How did you launch it? How are you getting the word out about this thing? Right. So I'm just finishing up my third round of it and it is amazing. And it is like, I just love it. (laughs) I mean, that's the other thing. It's like so fun to talk about it because it's just amazing. Um, Yeah. So it's the third round and it has grown every time. So the first time I launched the beta, it was, I think I had 28 people in it. And then this last round, I got 87 people total, (laughs) which was just mind boggling. Um, So yeah, it has, in terms of launching it, the beta round, it was like, again, same thing, like my, my email, my tiny email list at the time and doing Facebook posts. I had a Facebook group and I got a lot of interest from that. And then a couple of Facebook ads at that point, it was a really low price point thing. So it was easy, I think for people to say yes to it. Uh, and since then the, the push has really been to marketing. I mean, I'm marketing it constantly like on podcasts and with my blog and everything, Mm -hmm. but the focus for the launches has been a lot of Facebook ads and webinars, uh, which, I think because I am so very clear on who my person is and because their pain points are very, very clear to me now at this point, yeah. having run it a couple of times, that my ads, are they convert very, very well uh, at, a, at a low cost. So I'm able to, I think this last time, I think I spent something like 
I don't know, 15 to $1,800 to get like a $22,000 revenue from it. So it was yeah. just insane. So I will like, take that every day <laughs> of the week. Sense. Right. Um, yeah. So this was a system that now is working. So the launch process really now looks like um, I, I grow my list through ads and other sources. And then I launch, I have a wait list for the program. I run a webinar for the people who are on the list. And then uh, the thank you to your help, Rachel, you helped my webinar become so much better and so much higher converting this last round. Uh, and it has, so that converts well and then follow up with emails. So yeah, I guess, you know, above that, like 3% conversion rate for my list. I think it was like four to 5% this last time, like total. I love that. And what I really love about watching you at this journey is you did your first beta round. You're, it was kind of a soft launch. It wasn't like going all out, you know, you didn't spend $1,500 on ads that first time no, and no. you didn't, and this is something I see some people doing. It's like they think that first launch, that beta launch, the first time they ever run something, that that's going to be like the huge launch. And what I often want to tell people is like, no, it's going to be the first thing to validate that people want it and people will pay for it. Because the best way to validate anything isn't just comments on the Facebook post. It's people giving you a few dollars to learn this thing. Right. And that's the goal. Like validate that people want it and then learn how to make the product better and learn how to market the thing. And so the next time you launched it, you threw in the webinar and you started doing some ads and I, you know, you had some great questions around all of those things. And then the most recent time, it's not like you, you were doing a whole new thing, changing up the way you were launching it. It was just like you were adding in some pieces and improving them on what you already saw worked. Yes. So huge because it's those small improvements, like those incremental upgrades that make such a massive difference. And because you already knew a webinar worked once, it's like, well, no reason to create a whole new way to enroll this thing. Let's just make the webinar better. Yes. No, absolutely. That's what it, I mean, it's, it's such an amazing shift in terms of the way mm-hmm. the whole process feels from that first time to this third time, because it was like the first time we did it, we're like, wow, we just got people to sign up. Amazing. Right. And then the second time it's like, okay, this system, cause that was a pretty successful launch too. I think we had probably about 40 people sign up at that point, but it was at a higher price point. And so it was, and that was, as you said, the first time we used that webinar. So it was like, okay, now we've got this system. This seems to be working. Yeah. And then you like go to do it the third time and you're like, I think it's going to work again. <laughs> But then now that it actually has and you like now that this third time it worked again and we were able to improve it, it's like, okay, yeah, this is legitimate system. And now it is the focus is not what am I making? It's now how do I scale it? How do I improve it? How do I optimize it to make it even more to get it into the hands of more people? I love that. And so that's on kind of the marketing and the sales side. You found the system that worked was webinars, getting ads going, continuing to build your email list between launches. Tell me about what's happened um, just for the program itself. Because I know in my own experience, you know, the first time you create something, I remember the first time I created my signature program, I can tell you, it took me over 200 hours because it was a 12 module program. I way overdid it. Um, I also was learning everything all the first time. So that takes like three times longer than you think it will. Right. And then I remember the next time I launched it, I actually felt really bad about not 
having to recreate it. So I actually did recreate some of it. I was like, it doesn't feel right that I'm not creating something all over again. I should redo some of this. And now I'm like, I create something once and boom, it is there. I'm not touching it anymore. So there's interesting like mindset shifts that happen and they're all different for everybody. So tell me about the evolution of the program itself. What have you learned creating a, a program like this? Yes. So it, that's so funny because I totally, I mean, it's very similar to my experience, although I'm still like in the, I need to keep tweaking and I need to keep recording videos and all this stuff. But the first time I actually sold it before I recorded anything. I think you did that. Yep, I did the same thing. <laughs> Which I'm so glad I did because I know if I hadn't, it would have taken me three months to create this program because I sold it and like was like, we're starting. I had to get it done in the like, I think I, at that point it was a four week program. So that was like, I was up until 2.30 a.m. multiple nights. <laughs> I remember those nights. <laughs> edited and put onto the website and, and it was, in the program itself, what all the pieces were yeah. there, but the guidance of the customer, like the guidance of the customer experience was not. And so it was like, there were, it, I was like, here, here's the stuff you need without saying like, here's where you should start and then go here and like all of that. So the second time around, I actually did re-record almost every single piece of it because I just couldn't not, I guess. But I also then layered in mm -hmm. all of the like the support pieces and I created, you know, I added some accountability in and gave them a weekly schedule to help keep them on track. And so the, the impact for those students, it was just everyone had such a better experience and there were much better results. And then this la this, this third round is so funny because I keep being like, I should probably re-record this. I should probably, and I've actually re-recorded <laughs> videos and then gone to edit them. And like right before I switch one out, I'm like, no, actually, I'm going to leave that old one <laughs> because I, I realize it is just a mindset thing. Of yeah. like, it's hard to realize you don't have to work that hard every single time you're running it. And I think I'm just trying to get that to that mental state where I'm like, it's okay to now let it be a thing where I'm just supporting the people as they work through the content that I've created. I don't have to be killing myself every time. And that's exactly what you wanted when you and your husband sat down for your life summit and you both came back with freedom, it's not to be on this content treadmill where you're constantly like behind a computer screen or recording something. Yeah. It's to have these assets that work for you. And that's yeah. something, it took me a while to get that one too, because I would re-record <laughs> stuff and re-record stuff. And now it's, it's so different having these systems in place and having these assets that people can get so much value out of. Now I like, I've had people who ask me like, Rach, why are you doing weekly calls just for everybody who's ever taken your program? Like, because this is fun. This is the yeah. fun stuff. This is the good oh. stuff. And so it's no longer like feeling like you have to be creating stuff just for the sake of creating stuff. It's now I can spend my energy where I can really offer extra value mm -hmm. um, instead of re-recording something that was pretty darn good to begin with. Right. Exactly. No, I love that. And actually I stole that idea from you and I do that in my, I have like yeah. weekly Q and A in my Facebook group too. And, and I think I just recently the other day, I was like, you know, I had this realization, like, even if that content is in the course, yeah. so often they're still going to ask it in the group. And it's like, 
it, yeah. in some ways you could like add everything you know to the course and it's not actually going to improve the experience as much as just that one hour a week of access to you would. Yeah, I truly believe that we are in an interesting age right now, especially with online education and training where, you know, information abounds. We have so much information. Everybody has all the information. And it used to be, you know, when people started creating online courses, it used to be, well, you're creating convenience. All the information's in one place. You know, it's now easier for them to get access to the right information. But I still see like there's this whole <laughs> thing that we tend to do. We're trying to overcompensate for everything in the course. So we put everything in the kitchen sink. And even though the information is all there, it's overwhelming. Right. And that's why it's not just about information. It's about support. You know, mm -hmm. people need to know that there's like a real life human being who cares, who gives a crap about yeah. them getting the result that they really came to you for and who will say like, Hey, actually, no, don't worry about that. Or yes, start. I think you should start here. And then you, you're not just giving everybody kind of like the same advice. You can kind of give them that little personal touch that helps people get better results and helps people really honestly love you even more mm -hmm. and want to do more stuff or share with their friends. Yes. So as you have gone through this, you know, roller coaster ride, starting the like starter businesses, the podcast and the other blog, landing on BRB yoga with the membership site, but then shifting to this amazing course. Now that you're on the other side, what has the impact been for your business and your life? Oh, it's just so huge. I mean, there's, it, there, it's fantastic. So it, from a business perspective, one, it, the, the clarity that I now have in who, who my customer is and how I serve them has made everything feel easier, right? So my, my marketing, my speaking, my writing blog posts, everything feels easier because I know who I'm talking to and I know how I can help them. So that's amazing. And then just like the personal fulfillment level, right? That shift from serving someone who I didn't know who I was serving to now really like stepping into what my real skills are and, and seeing how I am helping women be able to like run around and play with their kids without feeling pain. And hearing every time someone comes back and says, like someone was just like, I just shoveled snow for the first time without feeling pain in like years. That every time it's like the most amazing thing I hear. So that's amazing just to that yeah. feel that this impact that you are having on other people's lives. So wonderful. Uh, and because my business has grown now, I'm able to, I've been able to bring on some team members to help support me outsource some things. So I'm starting to see this life of freedom that I've been working towards and really be able to not do everything all myself. Cause it has been years of hustle <laughs> with yeah. two little kids trying to do it all. Um, and so now that we have gotten the business to a point where it's really, we see that it can sustain us. My husband is leaving his job in June and we are moving into an RV. We just sold our house and we will be traveling around the country, working from the road, letting our kids experience the world. And it is like, finally, all of this stuff that we picture, I mean, we like on those, her life summit, we said like, we want to be walk out our door and see the mountains. So I'm like getting chills and we can do that now. Like that's yeah. what we are going to be able to do. So it's just been an amazing journey. 
Oh my gosh. I, I'm just so excited for you guys. And I hope anybody watching this or listening to this really is excited because it's so possible. It's so possible. I think it's easy when you're just getting started um, to have these visions of like, I want to have a really cool freedom-based lifestyle where I can work anywhere, work with people I really like, or I can do anything I'm really interested in. But then putting the pieces together can often feel so daunting and overwhelming. And what I love about your story is you guys tried some things. You threw them, some things out there. You didn't always succeed at first, but you, you kept going and you kept going until you landed on the thing that you knew could work. And then you kept refining and kept tweaking. You didn't give up. And now on the other side of it, I remember when you messaged me about, you know, my husband turned in his resignation. I'm like, holy cow, that's amazing. Um, but it's, it's so possible. And for you guys, it's happened over, you know, three or four years. But it, I mean, if, if a mom can do this with two very small children, I think just about anybody can do it. So thank you so much for jumping on and talking to us about this. And as we start to wrap up, you know, knowing what you know now, being on the flip side of this, seeing the results that you're seeing, being at the stage where you are able to live this lifestyle, what is your biggest, you know, number one piece of advice you would give to somebody who's about to sit down with their husband and have a life summit? Right. <laughs> yes. Um, well, the life summit is key. Like having that big picture vision that you're working toward is so important to keep you going when you're in the valley of misery because it will happen, <laughs> right? It will totally happen. The trough is sorrow. That's what they call it in the startup world. It's a trough of sorrow and it totally can be. Yes. No, it really can. And having that vision, that joint vision was huge just to keep you going. But I think also for, for my journey and Something that has been really, really important is, you know, because everyone's like, just start, just start. And I, totally, I agree with that. You have to just start. But you also have to strategically invest to fill in your gaps, right? Because when we started BRB Yoga, we had a product. We had this membership site, but like no vision, no strategy for how it was going to happen. And that's when I joined Sweet Spot Strategy because I was like, I need to have a plan and I don't have a plan right now. And that was huge because I then came out with an amazing understanding of the plan that I need to, to have and the journey that I should be taking in my business. And I met all these people that were going through it too, which was hugely helpful. And then as I grew, it was like, okay, so now I've got this Heal Your Core program and I need to figure out how to get it in front of more eyes kind of quickly because I want to do this fast. And so it was like, I need to figure out Facebook ads, take a Facebook ads course, accelerate that. And now at this point, it's like, okay, now I'm getting in front of people. I'm getting people on my list. Now I need to learn. I just signed up for a copywriting course because it's like now I want to be able yeah. to convert them, as many of them as I can. And so it's, it's this sense of like just starting is good and you do have to do that. But then really just thinking about what's the one piece you need right now to take the big step forward. I think that's been really helpful because when I signed up for your course, I was making like $60 a month and it was terrifying, but absolutely the best investment I could have made at that point. And I've always found that to be the case if I'm very smart about what I am signing up for. So investing strategically to move yourself to the next step has been very valuable. 
I absolutely agree. And I can say in my own experience too, like sometimes those investments are scary. Sometimes you're looking at that checkbook and you're going, okay. And then you look at your husband and we're in, we're all in right now. Like right now, this is going to happen. And at the same time, I see people who, who do take that step. It's like they leapfrog over the months and years of trial and error and the months and years of, you know, just throwing spaghetti at the wall because now they, they get really clear on what needs to happen next. Right. So it's such a smart, smart thing to be thinking about because even though it doesn't cost a ton to run a business or to start a business these days, there's so many ways to do it. And having somebody who's kind of walked the path ahead of you can, can simplify so much and save your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you don't have time. <laughs> Especially if you're a mom with two kids. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So tell everybody, you know, your brbyoga.com and where can people come find you online? Where's your favorite place to hang out? Yeah. So I spend the most time in, well, actually really the only place I spend time is on Facebook. So you can go to facebook.com slash brbyoga. Um, That is my, I don't do any of the others yet. That's okay. I think that's awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for Catherine for coming on and chatting with me and hopefully inspiring everybody with your just incredible story. I was telling Catherine before we jumped on that ever since she told me that her family was going to go take this huge road trip around the country in this RV that we, I'm now talking to my husband. I'm like, can we go steal dad's RV and just go (laughs) escape around for a while? So I hope other people get excited and get fired up and start to see that it's, it's totally possible even when you're a busy mom. Yes, I, it is. It really is. And I cannot wait to see you in the RV park, Rachel. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Don't you just love Catherine? She really makes me as the teacher look pretty darn good. But I have to say that this was 100% her. I really want to share with you the most important thing I think Catherine really did in this entire journey was sitting down with her husband and creating that life plan. That is such a genius idea. And after working with literally hundreds of people, I can tell you that her having that clarity about where they want to go and what they want to do and what they want to experience and what they want to have makes all the difference. It makes all the difference. So whether you have a partner or you're on your own, you need that level of clarity for why you're creating this business and what is this business going to do for you? What does this business allow you to do, be, have, feel, experience that you couldn't have before? She was able to design this business very intentionally because she knew that something they wanted to do was have a business that supported their entire family. She knew that she wanted to have freedom to travel. She knew that she didn't want her time being dictated by a bunch of appointments And suddenly by putting those parameters in place, she was able to create the right business. And I think that is just incredible. I'm going to encourage you if you've never sat down to not write a business plan, not create a vision board, but create that life plan for what you want to do in maybe the next two or three years 
and what you want this business to do for you. That could make such a huge difference and give you so much focus. If you have a significant other, sit down together and go through that process because this is how you enroll your support team. This is how you get your husband or your wife or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whoever is in your world, your best friend, like sit down and say, hey, what are we wanting to create together? And how are we going to do this? I think that makes such a huge difference. And I can tell you when my husband and I sit down and have these big conversations about what we want to create in our life, it actually makes me think bigger than I would have completely on my own. It gives me confidence that we can do these things, even if they are hard things. So thank you so much, Catherine. And to everyone, Casey, Veronica, Hannah, everyone that I had the opportunity to catch up with and share the entrepreneurial journey, the messy middle, these hard decisions and these big changes that you had to go through in order to get to where you are in your business. I'm so incredibly proud of each and every one of you. And I know that this is just the beginning. You have so much further to go and I can't wait to see the next chapter unfold in your businesses. I hope you loved this interview series. And if you did, make sure you let me know by leaving a review here on iTunes. When you do, it'll help me to reach and serve more amazing entrepreneurs like yourself who are ready to work less and live more. And if you like hearing these types of stories, these types of interviews, let me know. You know, usually this is a solo show, but I really, really enjoyed these conversations. So make sure you let me know if you love them and I'll plan another series soon. Okay, take care and I'll talk to you in the next episode of Uncomplicate Your Business.